Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. So this evening, uh, I want to speak on the fourth parameter. We've been looking at the parameters for the last few weeks. And the fourth parameter is the perfection of energy, uh, virya. And virya comes from the ancient Iranian word, which means hero, which is uh, interesting. Um, the parameter is, this, this uh, parameter talks about uh, energy. It's kind of a uh, hero energy, if you like, courageous, a wholehearted approach to everything that we do. I mean, so like, um, which includes our practice, right? When we bring energy to everything that we do, this virya, this, this strength, um, it's so important for us, uh, particularly in these times, uh, right now with what's going on in the world, we have to practice with great diligence, with virya. And how do we stay on course? Not to be tossed around by the winds, uh, the hurricanes of change. So now more than ever, I need to, I personally, I speak about myself, need to gather strength to find compassion for myself and for others. Until I find compassion for myself, I'm not going to find it for others. So how do I use this energy, this various strength and energy to look into really, really deeply into my own, to my own, to use the deeply the depths of who I am to find that energy, even though sometimes um, I'm totally depleted, I'm depleted of the energy to to move, to shop, to write, to zoom, to practice. It's like it just feels like. It's all gone. But I don't want to get caught up in resentment and making the other demonizing. Well, it's very easy right now to, to be in that place of demonizing the other. Um, how do I find the strength to not go there? It's so easy to go there but how do I find the strength to not go there? That's the koan right now. How do I live in the times that I'm in and find the strength to uh, act in ways that are positive and not harmful? It's not to say that I'm gonna sit by passively, but I don't wanna use the energy. I don't wanna use virya in a way that is um, 
destructive. Which brings me to the story, it's a great segue into the story of uh, Shakyamuni and Mara. Uh, you probably know the story, but it's worth repeating at this time. So it goes like this. Um, on the eve of uh, Shakyamuni, uh, on the eve of Shakyamuni's enlightenment, he's sitting there under the Bodhi tree and Mara, like the, the demon Mara, uh, doesn't want Shakyamuni to achieve enlightenment. He's like, no, I am the powerful master. You know, I am the one with all the power here. You know, I am the enlightened one, if you like. And um, it's kind of like the story of Jesus in the desert uh, when uh, Jesus is tempted by all the dancing maidens or what have you. Mara sends all these kind of like uh, temptations to Shakyamuni, like big trays of beautiful food. Remember, he hasn't been eating, so big trays of beautiful food and um, dancing girls who apparently in some versions of the story were actually Mara's sister. You know, these beautiful, sexy dancing girls trying to move him away from his meditation, um, demons, uh, all sorts of all sorts of things just to get him out of his uh, mission to attain enlightenment to just sit there under the Bodhi tree until he attained and the Buddha was like you know what come in come on down for a cup of tea you know inviting Mara in is like you know what let's have tea and cookies let's chat a while you know uh, I'll set the table for you and uh, Sometimes Mara would sit there and you know, try, you know, try to get like here, uh, finding all sorts of ways to get in there. Maybe like you know, thinking about okay, let me see how I can get to this guy, yada yada yada. Let me see what I can do to get in here. So sometimes Mara would sit there and drink tea with uh, with Shakyamuni, and then other times he would turn over the table, throwing everything, you know, the cups all over the place, and spit the cookie in. Uh, Shakyamuni's face. I'm making this up as I go along, by the way, but it seems like it, it seems like it. I'm just filling the story in a little bit just for a shock value. So it would spit the cookie out at Shakyamuni's face and then and, and Shakyamuni would say, all right, yeah, that's what you got. And then Mara would disappear again. And then one, the, so on the, the very last moment, uh, Mara appeared with all his demons, like these, you know, these big wrathful deities, kind of like swirling around with their teeth gnashing and dreadful weapons and um, like really like gross. Did everybody see the Raiders of the Last Ark when all those, those, those uh, evil spirits come around and whizzing, whizzing around in, inside the, inside the, the ark, the temple, whatever it is. Do you ever see that? It's kind of like that anyway. It's kind of like uh, really, really scary kind of demons. Kind of, and Mara said to uh, Shakyamuni, uh, oh, and, and, and Shakyamuni's like, you know, whatevs, babe. You know, I'm not scared of those. You know, I can just, like, they can keep swirling around, swirling around, swirling around. And Mara at the, um, 
And then Mara says, all right, I know how to get him. So he says to Shakyamuni, I will sit on the seat of enlightenment. I will sit there. And all, all these monsters and all his followers, all these soldiers say, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Mara is saying, so who will bear witness to this, me sitting on your seat of enlightenment? And all these, all these soldiers, all these cronies are saying, I bear witness, we bear witness, we bear witness. You are the one that you are the, uh, the rightful heir to the, the seat of enlightenment, right? And at that point, everybody's seen this statue, right? Buddha Shakyamuni puts his hand, his right hand down and touches the earth. And in that moment, the earth trembled, the whole earth trembled and the voice heard, was, I bear witness to you, Shakyamuni. And at that moment, Shakyamuni attained enlightenment and was the Buddha. And then Mara disappeared and all his cronies and all his soldiers disappeared. In that moment, Shakyamuni was Buddha. So he had used his strength, he used, it called up Virya throughout this night of uh, temptations of uh, all the evil doings of Mara. It's like, I'm not moving, not moving. I'm take a drink. Everybody liked that story so far. So that's the story of enlightenment. And uh, there are many different versions of it. My version is probably not written down anywhere, but there are many, many different versions you could take a look at. Um, Mara was the only kind of, only temporarily discouraged. And he would often visit, revisit Buddha. And Buddha's uh, attendant, Ananda, would get all kind of disarmed and, and frightened and say to Buddha, the evil one has come again, the evil one has come again. And the Buddha would always say, let him come, it's okay, let him come. We can have tea, it's okay. So what happens when Mara shows up in your life? Hmm? say in the form of resentment, anger, jealousy, envy, fear. What happens? How do you deal with it appropriately? Instead of ignoring Mara or driving him away, trying to drive him away. As the Buddha would say, or acknowledge his presence, her presence, yeah, I see you. I see you. This last couple of weeks, I've been uh, something of a hell realm with one thing or another. And it seems like Mara is throwing everything at me. You know, all her weapons, her mm, temptations, if you like. Uh, sometimes Mara shows up as Mr. Nasty, and uh, that's Koshin's name for this 
Mara, this Mara manifestation in me, Mr. Nasty. And it's exact, Mr. Nasty is exactly what it sounds like. Oh, baby, baby. This is not Mr. Nasty, but he just turned up. Look at him. Turns up as Mr. Nasty. And Mr. Nasty is really not nice. Nothing that Koshin says or does is right. It's all right. Sometimes Mr. Nasty shows up and sprinkles this depression dust over me. And I go to this really, really dark place. And sometimes uh, Mara shows up and with baskets of chocolate and sugar and all the things I shouldn't be eating, and all the things that make me ill, uh, all my addictions. So Mara turns up and he's got all this big basket of addictions and just says, here, take whatever you like. And it's so easy for me to reach in there. And then before I know it, I am feeling sick, sugared out, I'm doing sugar crashes, and it's pretty awful. And uh, yeah, sometimes Marish, Marish shows me uh, how to sleep, how to just stay in my bed uh, and not want to move. I'm looking for my mouse. Sometimes Mara shows up as a uh, demon that throws my mouse on the floor. Sometimes Mara shows up as like this poltergeist and moves everything around on my desk. So what do we do when he, she shows up? What do you do? How do you deal with Mara? Get my mouse to work, I'm so sorry. I go through these cycles when I'm sitting, you could say like sitting under the Bodhi tree, when I'm sitting at my desk or I'm sitting on a park bench and everything is just, the world's okay with me, the world's all right with me. And then suddenly, Mara appears and I am totally uh, turned around, thrown off. They come, it comes out of nowhere. Um, all my ideas about who I am and who I am not. And um, I have to remember that I fall down seven times, I get up eight. I fall down seven times, I get up eight. Um, even though Mara is relentless, this is part of my practice. This is how I see, this is where for me, this, this parameter of strength, of resilience, of energy has to show up. I have to manifest that in myself. And I have to remember that I have that, that this parameter is important for me, as with all the parameters. This one for me, though, is the, is the one I most, that I most hold dearly because it's so easy for me to slip into that realm of uh, being overtaken by my emotions, being overtaken by my own emotions. 
that are, and Mara knows exactly where to go. He knows exactly where to, to dig in. And uh, as I said, you know, this uh, constantly, I have to remind myself that I can, Mara can win seven times, but I can get up eight. So how do I practice wholeheartedly? This for me is, uh, we've been using this word quite a, quite a lot since Koshin's book came out, um, wholehearted. But I really see this word wholeheartedly. I can attach that to this paramita, this, uh, this, this idea of strength, of energy. If I can work with those uh, components, those elements for my practice, when, I'm, when I don't want to sit on the cushion, you know, that's another, that's another uh, trick of Mara's. You don't need to sit on your cushion. You don't need to do Zazen. Do it tomorrow. Let you and I go out and play. Then I get caught up in Mara's temptations to go out and play to not sit on my cushion. And then what happens? It's, it begins, the story begins to, you know, the, the uh, Mara's trickery begins to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, okay, I won't, I won't sit Zazen. I'll come out and play with you. And then suddenly, you know, I'm getting more and more ill-tempered. I'm getting more and more, uh, you know, either or more and more depressed because I'm not sitting, being with Chodo, being with my practice being right here, right now, in this moment, I get caught up and actually being with the demons, playing with the demons, you know, making friends with them, you know, and not in a healthy way, not in the, not in the way with sit down, dot, Mara, let's have a cup of tea. It's not like that. It's like, let's go out and get fucked up, Mara. Let's, let's go and do that together. And I mean, when I say effed up, I mean on chocolate and sugar, nothing else, nothing quite so uh, appealing as it used to be back in the day. So that's my, that's what I got so far. That's what I got tonight. Um, the parameter of virya, of energy. Um, look, up the, look up the story of uh, Shakyamuni and Mara. A little different than my version, but it's the same gist. So, um, mm -hmm. I'm envisioning uh, Michelle as one of Mara's temptresses. Uh, for those of you who know Michelle, she would turn up with these cookies, and she would say, "And you know, <laughs> if I was going to the bathroom during Ken Hinge's." have one of these cookies. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. She's come on, nobody cares. I'm like, they do, they do, they do. She's like, come on, just have one of these cookies. I'm like, okay. And um, so she's kind of like, I'm bringing her in now into the, uh, into my story of the series. I can just see her as one of those temptresses. You know, she's like with that impish smile. I like to think of Michelle's protection. She's kind of been fighting with Mara, like, get out, get out, get out. This is my death, not yours. This is my funeral, not yours. Piss off. 
be love that. I like that idea anyway. So I'm going to finish with a poem, which most of you will have heard. And it's appropriate. It's The Guest House by Rumi, which I think this is really appropriate for this. Paramita. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them all at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, talk about, do you think Rumi met Mara? Maybe, maybe. And in this time of COVID, all these wonderful interruptions, the doorbell, Mara saying, no, 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 no. You're not going to read that poem. No, 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 no. Let me read it again. So thank you all for your patience. <laughs>